Welcome to the Good Life Podcast, 30 Minutes With. I'm your host, Tim Candy. In anticipation of the upcoming CanFit Pro online global conference and trade show, my guest today is COO of CanFit Pro, Maureen, or Mo, Hagen. We're going to find out what makes you an influencer, why you definitely need to attend this year's conference, and how ballroom dancing can bring you closer to your partner on the floor and off. Welcome to the show, Mo. I am very excited to talk to you today. Thank you so much for saying yes to being a guest. Saying yes to being a guest. I love that and anything. I love to love to share my story. And uh, for those who know me, they know I'd love to join any conversation when the opportunity arises. Well, as you know, the intention of the podcast is for our listeners to get to know the influencers of Good Life Fitness. And you currently are the COO of CanFit Pro, correct? Yes, I am. Our listeners might not know because we have a lot of new associates. They might not know how influential you were and are to Good Life Fitness. So why don't we start there? So let's talk about where it all began with Good Life. Oh, always. I always love sharing my Good Life story as it in itself, I think does, I believe does influence people to understand that anything worth achieving is worth working for. And I can begin by saying it's very cliche to say, of course, that it's The journey of uh, any amazing career begins with why, like understanding how you choose to serve the world. And from the time I was a toddler, I loved to move my body. And my mom would put me in organized sports because I would injure myself. And through organized sport, I actually discovered fitness because I was not a great athlete. And it was the fitness journey that led me to, you know, this guidance counselor that I said, I want a career where I can travel the world and teach exercise. And I remember clearly while he was very good at his job, he said, well, there's no such career. You have to settle for less. So I went on to school and uh, I did take physical health education at university here in London, Western University. And it was then I found prior to Good Life, the company started as number one Nautilus. I started as a part-time fitness instructor as I was putting myself through physiotherapy school, which was my second degree at Western. And that was in 1984. Yes, I'm aging myself. So 37 years ago, I began this amazing career as a part-time group fitness instructor. And it was an amazing way for me to use my energy and share my passion for fitness and, and positively influence others through what we call teaching. And I am a teacher still today. I am excited to get back to Good Life uh, this Friday to teach New Body, which is something I hope we get a chance to chat about quickly. However, um, what was epic about my career was I actually had the opportunity to meet Patch very early in my experience. And it was an interesting uh, meetup for the first time. I actually thought he was trying to pick me up um, on a date. (laughs) not knowing who he really was, I found out that he was really just entrepreneurial and was curious to know who I worked for in my sabbatical year between degrees out of Toronto. I worked for a small women's chain and I did everything there. I was a generalist. I sold memberships. I did what today is known as personal training, but it wasn't called that back then. And I also taught copious amounts of fitness classes. And he was curious to know about the sales model. And so that was my first encounter, which led to an amazing long time, dear relationship with Patch, of course, our CEO and owner. Four years after I started as a part-time fitness instructor, I was invited 
I was actually, I graduated from physio school. Um, actually, it was only three years later, I was invited to become a part-time group fitness coordinator. And that meant I oversaw a team of instructors, which I had been doing by accident already because my passion for teaching and sharing and helping others become better and become their best patch was observing. And we just called it group fitness jam sessions. We just got together and shared choreography ideas, music ideas, et cetera. And so I started as a part-time group fitness instructor. Patch would, I, I always say I moonlit at, at number one Nautilus. And somewhere along the way, we changed the name to Good Life, which was always really important for the company's longstanding success. Four years after that, and I shared this sort of dateline with you because altogether it was a seven-year journey, which I realized just recently, Tim, that that's kind of a magical number in my career path. But seven years after I started, as I started my career, my dream career since I was six to be a physiotherapist, and I was working in a very successful role in the first multi-organ transplant team here in London, Ontario. So it was my dream come true career full-time security benefits, all that jazz. And Patch had this conversation with me while I was on a bit of a backpacking trip. And this is a part of my career journey with Good Life. I was traveling down under, literally in Australia. And he said, Mo, when you come home, I need someone to implement the course, the instructor training course that you wrote for me prior to leaving on your five-month backpacking sabbatical. So when I got back from my career, my gallivant around the world, I left my dream career and joined Good Life Fitness full-time in 1991. And it was then that I never looked back. It was kind of scary, to say the least. Part of the journey is, you know, taking risks. So that was the biggest risk ever. There wasn't one single person who thought what I was doing was smart, except for Patch, of course. And I <laughs> trusted in the promise which has become much of our culture and our core values today. And so I left the position to become one of the first, if not the first director of group fitness, well, it was the first role in a group fitness position, but I believe it was the first director's role in the company. And then many years went by, and I think it was about five, six, or seven that I became one of the first vice presidents with Good Life Fitness and assumed the position of group fitness vice president of operations. And back then it was Michelle Caldwell, myself, and of course, uh, Jane and Sue and a few of the others that we know today that were also in some type of a role. But uh, Michelle and I, I think we could call ourselves bookend VPs. So that was kind of the journey and it's been a wild ride since. I do still have a role at Good Life as director of programming for virtual our virtual fitness as well as New Body, which is one of the programs, signature programs for group fitness. And that is something that is part of my being, the thread that weaves through my career, Tim, is that, you know, I, I really live the product that I'm passionate about. And I do believe that that is important or absolutely necessary to have a long and thriving career is that you've got to be passionate and be living and working in your passion and your purpose. And that's what I've had the opportunity and privilege to do. One thing I could add into that career leg is um, somewhere along the way, it was actually um, in 1993, so only two years after I joined the company full-time, 
as a director, we started CanFit Pro. And it started by necessity, but it lasted, I guess, by need. And the necessity at the time was Patch had this wild and crazy idea. It's called vision of having a hundred clubs. And he wanted that in less than five years, but we couldn't find enough fitness professionals, certified instructors or, and personal training was just starting in 1993, really starting in Canada. So we started CamFit Pro to actually build fitness professionals. And that was a little side project off the corner of my desk, literally. And today, of course, it's a self-sustaining company um, as a sister company to Good Life. So yeah, that's kind of, CamFit Pro kind of squeaked in there. And now that is uh, what I focus on uh, very full time, although still have an office and a role at Good Life that I'm very proud of. Wow. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about New Body because <clears throat> I know back around the time that you created and, and when you became one of our directors of Group Fitness, it, Group Fitness, you know, it, definitely in Canada wasn't where it is now. I mean, you know, like the types of programming wasn't readily available. So what what was the sort of inspiration behind creating New Body at that time? Mm. Inspiration is get out and see what the world is doing in your art, in your business. And I, it was my backpacking trip to New Zealand, which is where I stopped over on my way to Oz. You know, I really wanted to go to Australia and I stopped in New Zealand because that's what you did on a worldwide ticket. And I really was intrigued, but not that much to see New Zealand. Oh my gosh, I fell in love with the country. I had the luxury, you know, sorry, the luxury of staying there for a month. And it was literally day one of my backpacking trip. I went walking about, as they say, from my hostel. And I accidentally walked into Les Mills World of Fitness. And I followed the music from the corner coffee shop, literally. And when I walked in, I saw these classes. And I convinced them as a Canadian trainer of group fitness that they should hire me for a week. Now, they don't hire anyone because they had this signature series of programs one of them, of course, was New Body. And that's where I found New Body originally was at Les Mills. And then they had this program called Body Attack. And Body Attack is the high impact aerobic class. And I was mesmerized by these workouts, not because of the pre choreography as much as the incredible connection to the hundreds of people that were in these classrooms, these studios. And back then, in you know, 1991, I didn't have a phone. So I called Patch Collect all the time. <laughs> I figured I was doing research. So I'd call him Collect and say, guess what I found? Guess what I found? And I traveled through New Zealand, went to almost every Les Mills club that was around the country, both islands, which is, I think, about eight at the time. And then I traveled through Australia and I actually met the creator of New Body. And we soon became friends. I hired her to come to Canada as the, for the first time to be a speaker at a CanFit Pro event. She was world renowned. She's one of my mentors today, Lexi Williams. And when I came back to Canada five months after I found New Body, I found it and I saw that it was a perfect piece of the puzzle to all the high intensity workouts that were on the schedule. It was a low impact, multi multi level class, but it worked with light handheld weights. It incorporated strength training and aerobic conditioning all in one. So it was very functional in terms of training formats. I added in my physiotherapy piece. I always had to add sort of a flair 
to make it sort of, you know, unique. I felt that I was always sort of a program designer by heart. So when I brought it back to Ken, I trialed it out. I said to Patch, let's just try it for three months. Well, that was in September of 1991, and it's still on the schedule today. It does have some unique methodology that is really functional in nature. It really taps into functional training and a little bit of prehab, although we don't say that. We just say it's just good for you. But it is a signature class that um, really meets the needs of those who are looking to cross-train, start in fitness, uh, work out very methodically, get great results without feeling you know, totally spent at the end of a class. I really did find it along with the Les Mills classes. And that's something, Tim, that very few people know, that that is when I found New Body was when I also found Les Mills for the first time. And it was many years later that Les Mills exported their programs, but it wasn't New Body that actually didn't make the cut. And ironically, I would go back to New Zealand and Australia and train new body instructors over there. However, after some of the leaders stopped teaching and Lexi Williams retired, I think the program retired in that part of the world. Wow. I did not know that. And now you can see how we have such strong ties with Les Mills. It began began with you in, in New Zealand. Uh-huh. As a backpacker who is trying to get a job at Les Mills. So, you know, we just we just heard about your influence with Good Life Fitness. And, you know, there's a great quote from Wilma Rudolph. Never underestimate the power of dreams and the influence of the human spirit. The potential for greatness lives within each of us. You know, there's a, a great conference coming up, the Women Who Influence Conference. This is its seventh year. Tell us a bit about that. That is, by, de- by your definition, that is what Women Who Influence is. Women Who Influence is an opportunity to celebrate all women. And this year, we're inviting everyone to the conversation, which is likely in its seventh year, again, a magical number for Mo, is likely a pivotal year for how Women Who Influence will evolve for the future. But all individuals, uh, however they identify, are invited to this conversation to celebrate and lift women leaders up and to provide them a platform to share their stories success, failures, lessons that have moved them forward in their careers, because influence is all about that power to impact or have an effect on something or someone. And that's what it's done. And it began as an event to celebrate women and to give them a platform to be recognized, to share their story. And that's the power of stories within them are the lessons the golden nuggets that people take away that influence them to step in, step up, step out, speak out, and rise. And women have a tendency, and there's research to support this through the tall poppy syndrome, but women have a tendency to cut either each other down, especially as they rise to higher leaders and levels of leadership. And that is not what the, the fitness industry or any industry or profession needs today. We need all people at the table to join the conversation. And this is what Women Who Influence has done. And I'm so proud of what it's created. I have to give credit to Jane Riddell. She was my mentor. She spoke at the first Women Who Influence event. She's an example. We we all need to find mentors and Women Who Influence provides that as well. People that we can look at and and borrow their stories until we find our own why and purpose, which becomes our own story. 
influence is all about leadership and leadership is all about the journey, who, whatever and whomever you choose to become both professionally and personally. You know, bring up an interesting point because, you know, sometimes you could take the word leader and it, it just becomes a title. It's the same thing. You know, I, I, I definitely prefer calling, you know, the, the managers of our clubs leaders as opposed to managers, because sometimes I think people can get caught up with the role as opposed to the goal. So, you know, you talked a little bit about having an amazing mentor in Jane Riddell. So what were some of the things that you took from Jane that made her an influencer for you? Wow, that is an amazing question. And there's so many factors. The, the, I, get, I suppose the one I could speak to is the one she still speaks and reminds me of today. And that is, I can ensure that you become a specialist in the passion and the talent that you have and never stop living that, that specialist or that passion. So every time she sees me teach on stage or present, she's always like, you're in your element, Mo, congratulations, keep being that leader for others. And as much as I've you know, moved into roles where I lead teams and other people, it really is driven by that passion of what it is that I'm leading, which for my whole career has been group fitness at Good Life. And then through CamFit Pro, it's education and training others to become great instructors and trainers. So Jane taught me that you always stay true to your purpose, your why, take care of yourself. And that self-care leadership, which is to your point, Tim, leadership is not managing people. It's leading others through your own example and your own role modeling. Nothing is more true today than from the challenges and changes brought about by this global pandemic. Jane also taught me that you always have to sow your energy, like preserve your energy through self-care so you can continue to take the risk, try new things, embrace change, and embrace the unknown. And Jane is by far one of the most empathetic leaders I've ever met. And that empathy is to your point around today's leader is not about skill set or title. It's around the emotional intelligence and one of the highest essential skills today of all leaders for today and the future is empathy. So those are really three or four things about Jane that makes her an amazing mentor for many and uh, certainly has been for me. I, I definitely agree with what Jane says about you in terms of that that pocket of passion that you sit in when you're on stage. And I've had the opportunity to be instructed by you in a new body class. And, and you know, you just see that embodiment of it. Like it's it's not a persona. It's not something you're putting on. It's It's you. You mentioned why, and it has to start with your why. So why the, the big shift over to CanFit Pro? Oh, yes. CanFit Pro was going through massive growth and requiring leadership change at the time and an opportunity as well for the next leg of my journey to have the opportunity to join as chief operating officer. I guess I could chalk it up to being a gift from Patch to say, Mo, I'd like you to lead one of my companies. And he granted me autonomy to run, you know, to take it and run with it and to infuse it with the leadership that I had developed, learned, and sowed at Good Life. And it was that next leg of the journey 
in itself is scary, but I knew that in order to help other others, not just other women see that you can't just speak about leadership, you've got to walk your talk. So the combination of the curiosity for what CanFitPro could become and the need for new leadership at the time we were making changes in our leadership role there and it required more attention and therefore my time. So yes, I made the leap to join that company two years ago in a full-time role, but I have to say, Tim, that full-time role started about a year and a half prior to that recognition, I guess you could say. I had moved over to Campfit Pro in much of a full-time capacity about three, three and a half years ago when that change in leadership was just starting. So interesting timing because, you know, you talked about how you, you made the official switch two years ago and that's pretty much at the dawn of the pandemic. So we know that it was a big adjustment, a fast adjustment last summer for the big conference. And, you know, again, you know, due to where we still are with the pandemic, the conference is going online. So talk a little bit about that shift and some of the challenges that had to occur to to make that shift. Well, first of all, uh, shifting a conference that Everybody was receiving their their brochure in their mailboxes in March and April was bittersweet, to say the least, because the conference was set up and quite honestly ready to go, even though it was March. Mm -hmm. To shift it to online when we thought we'd be locked down for three weeks and then a month and then that, you know, the story goes on. To make that decision to shift to online gave us six weeks to pivot, six weeks to flip it completely on its head into an online event that we never did in our life. So learning the technology that starts, it started with taking that really that risk and then really, and this is a true definition of leadership, although I didn't see it at the time is having clarity. Leaders need to have clarity to influence people to follow and to take the journey with them. Even if they don't understand, they don't know. And I just knew just, as I did in the past through certain trials and challenges was if it's possible, then I'm possible. It's possible. We can do it. So we flipped everything in six weeks and Tim, I've never, I can say six weeks was like six years of work. (laughs) However, there were clues being left very quickly that we were doing the right thing. And the biggest clue of all was the feedback we were getting from our members. Thank you for doing this. You know, I'm out of work. I, I need to feel connected. I feel like there's something to look forward to. We knew what we were doing was going to help, but we did not know it was going to impact the way it did. I have never seen teamwork and collaborative teamwork, not departments working in separate silos, but collaborative crisis management to, first of all, flip everything digitally so we could manage all our services online. While we are planning the CanFit Pro conference, we also converted all our trainings for certification courses live online at the same time. And we lucked out by launching our new CRM 20 some odd days prior to the lockdown. So we had a little bit of automation helping us, but we had to learn it all and launch it in time to get it out so that we could impact the 1,875 people that joined us for the virtual series last year. And I'll tell you, the theme, the power of connection was exactly what happened. It just, I, I, you know, I sit here and I think, and it makes me vibrate to realize, wow, if we can figure something like that out, having no idea 
what it was going to actually become, but having the belief as a leader, I've never been so humbled and gathered so much empathy, you know, accepted the fact that I had no idea what I was doing much of the time and that's okay. And when leaders ask, well, what do we do now? And you say, I don't know. It's like that taught them very valuable leadership lessons in themselves because they too knew that they didn't have to know it all to make an effort and to step in. I've learned more in the last 18 months than I've ever learned. So what would you say is the the most exciting part for the upcoming conference? And, you know, it's online again, you have more know-how. So what should people expect? Ha! <sighs> they should expect moments of magic and magnificence and opportunities that have not yet been presented or that they are aware of, because what is being presented this year is epic. It is an epic turn in the page for the fitness industry. What I mean by that is last year, it really, we couldn't bring forward, you know, how to build a brand online as much as we had sessions because it was just starting. Mm -hmm. Now we've had a year to evolve it and make it magnificent and have proven success principles and practices. So, and the other thing we realized was last year we had six weeks to curate an event. We couldn't just take the event from the uh, brochure or as I did, I, Tim, I would go to my office at Good Life where the curriculum was on the wall. And if anyone sees my office, they know that there's a wall of curriculum pretty much nine months of a year. And on that wall, I stared at it for four hours and I said, we can't just make this online. None of these sessions make sense now. So from last year's online that we had to curate in six weeks with our friends and family and those that we could get connected with who were all going through their own crises at the time, this year we had a year to attract, curate, and find the best leaders in the industry, outside of the industry, to be part of our lineup of presenters. So this year's event is all about creating moments of aha, The future of fitness is our keynote, the six rules of engagement. And I can't believe it's coming out of my mouth, but it's all about understanding technology, whether you're a frontline trainer or you work out of your basement or you're an instructor or you're the owner or you work in the back, in the behind the scenes as an operator, you need to understand the technology, even if it's just what's in your hand. So Ian Moulin is going to kick us off with mind-blowing insights to our future in the fitness industry. And then we finish with the passion of our keynote speaker, Chantal Petitclair, who's going to share the power of your story by sharing her story as, you know, one of, well, she is the world record holder as a para-Olympic athlete and proud Canadian. And her story is epic and reminds us that it is our moment it is our moment to tell our story, but to tell it, you need to know it to, you need to be brave enough to, to write it, to understand it because it's in your story that you can actually influence others. And if you are there, you will experience, I'll guarantee all your listeners, you'll experience moments that you will take and you will use to grow yourself and your profession. And if you're not there, well, you're going to miss out. And I'm, I'm not saying it just because I run the event, but I'm saying it because I know it to be true from what has been created in the leaders that have built amazing careers. And so we are not going back. We're only going forward. To go forward, you need to be armed with 
your story. You need to be armed with what you're going to share, your experience with your clients and your members. And we know we're all telling stories, right? Everyone's telling stories about what they did during the lockdown. And it's going to be the ones who have changed the story that are going to be able to catapult themselves forward. That's what's going to happen at this year's virtual CampFit Pro global event. And it's online. So you can be in the comfort and safety and convenience of your own home. And that is the best part. So one last thing I wanted to quickly talk to you about is so a fun fact about you that maybe a lot of people don't know is you have a passion for ballroom dancing. Oh, thank you. Well, part of that passion, uh, part of the passion for ballroom is the passion for movement. I've always been attracted to watching people dance and move. And it's such a beautiful, beautiful, graceful, romantic connection. I bought my husband five ballroom dance lessons for his birthday one year. And 10 years later, we still were taking ballroom dancing lessons privately. And it was an investment. It's like personal training. And now when we go anywhere, we can pick up and dance. And so we did that for, I don't know how many years it was. And then on my 50th birthday, which I often celebrated at the Good Life Holiday Social, because it landed on the same day in December, I said to my husband, he said, what do you want for your birthday? I said, I want to dance in public with you. And we danced the triple step in front of 500 people at the Good Life Holiday Social. And my husband is an introvert. He got two left feet and he now can ballroom dance. It makes me emotional when I dance the waltz with him or, and he doesn't count. It's a beautiful, graceful, and it's just reminds me of the beauty of, I think it's the ultimate movement and connection with humans. And we go on a cruise once in a while, which we haven't been on for a long time, but we can dance every night and stir up the dance floor. And, you know, it's kind of fun when people say, oh, you're those two that were on the dance floor last night. So it's so much fun. It's a sport. Um, We haven't competed. I think we could compete at a low level, but my husband, it's not about that for him, but it's just now become a, a sport for us. And many people don't know. And I've actually influenced a lot of men and women to find ballroom dancing as a way to do something together and or to, you know, be able to dance with their daughter at her wedding, which I influenced one of the presenters this past summer. Um to do exactly that. And he was very grateful, but yeah, a lot of people don't know that, that I can, uh, I can move backwards on heels. <laughs> I, I love partner dancing. I, I, I think there's just so much beauty to it. There's fun to it. It's just, you, you have a different experience on the dance floor. So that's so good to know that about you. Oh, thank you. And I can say people ask me all the time, my husband and I have been married 25 years and they ask, what's the secret to your relationship and that's well one you know we we like each other as well as love each other but we do a lot together even though until 18 months ago I probably traveled half a month at a time and that's all he knew of me but it's the connections when you are together it's not always being together but it's just when you are but I would say that ballroom dancing has been one of the best things for our relationship because it was date night it was it was date night and we also you know, learned a lot about each other and how to communicate better. When you can communicate without speaking 
and you have to trust your partner both to lead and follow. And I'm a leader by nature. So I like to lead, not follow. <laughs> so that trust infuses into a relationship. Well, Mo, I can't thank you enough for being a guest on the show. You have shared so much great insight here today and super excited for the upcoming conference, not only the the Big Camp Fit Pro Conference, but also the Women Who Influence Conference. And I really like what you said in your promo video that it's for everyone. Like everyone needs to attend the Women Who Influence to learn, to listen, and to be inspired. So thank you for being here today and sharing what you shared. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. And thank you for the opportunity to share and congrats. This is such an amazing platform to connect everyone and especially our Good Life family because we need to stick together. And this is how we do it. This is just one way that we've been able to find the power of connection. That's our show for this week. Thank you again to our guest, Maureen Hagen. Don't miss this year's CamFit Pro online global conference and trade show. It's happening August 12th to 14th. You can find the link to register in the show notes. The Good Life Podcast 30 Minutes With is produced by Rochelle Lowry and our intro outro song is by Ketza. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week.